Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about what you do with what you hear. When God speaks to you, when he tells you to do something or not to do something, what do you do with that? I was reading Mark chapter seven and this word hit me and I was like, let me go ahead and record this right now because this was food for me to eat. And if it's good for me, I know it's good for you. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Okay. So let's go to Mark chapter seven. Let's start with verse eight. It says you leave. Wait, let me tell you the backstory. Hold up. Okay. So Jesus is hanging out right with a bunch of people and who shows up a bunch of Pharisees and scribes, right? And they're always trying to like catch Jesus in, in some lie or whatever. So they can be like, look at you, you're a false prophet, yada, 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 right? But Jesus always schools them and I love it. And it's something about the Pharisees. They're all so full of religion. It's funny how Moses, right? In the Old Testament, Moses is like, here, these are the commandments that God gave me to give to you. Follow them, you'll be good, right? But what happened over time was people started to... Um, add to those things, add traditions and uh, things like that. And that's not necessarily bad. Adding traditions to your life or your family is not inherently bad. But when it begins to usurp scripture, when it begins to push scripture aside or twist scripture, that is a whole nother ball game. So Jesus is hanging out with people. These Pharisees come up and they start messing with him, right? And he flipped the script on them. Because they were, they were like, yo, how come your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat? That's not cool, right? Because, you know, that the, the, the Old Testament, the, the, the five books of the Torah, it says this, this, and this, right? And a lot of it was tradition in there that was along with the commandments of God. So Jesus was like, all right, you're talking about my disciples over something petty like washing hands. How about this? Verse 8. You leave the commandment of God and hold on to the traditions of men. And Jesus said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. Let me just stop right there. How many of us do that? Seriously, like how many of us end up just saying, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to leave the commandments of God. I'm going to kind of just ignore what God's telling me to do and go with the flow of tradition. It could be tradition in religion, right? And we could say, well, I have a relationship with God. He knows my heart, right? I don't really need to change much. That's tradition, okay? The Bible does not say that you don't need to change. The Bible says, okay, well, you know, you come to God and you're supposed to repent of your sins, turn. Does that mean that you're going to be perfect? Oh my gosh, of course not. I am not perfect. I fall short every day, right? And I'm just like, come on, Jessica, you got to get it together. But God gave us grace through Jesus Christ, right? He's like, okay, look, I know that you guys mess up. I know that you guys slip up. So I'm going to give you Grace. Grace is, grace is going to do what you cannot do, right? So all you have to do now is say, God, forgive me. I repent. Like, help me to get better. I'm going to do my best to follow you and turn from my wicked ways and keep moving forward, right? But a lot of people say, well, 
a lot of Christians before me or around me seem to just kind of be doing whatever they want to do because grace is going to cover it anyway, right? So I'm just going to go with that type of church, that type of theology. Come on. If we look at different types of churches, number one, there should be only one church. It really should, right? We should just go with the Bible, with scriptures as it is, interpret it properly and keep moving forward. But there's a lot of churches that are big on um, grace, meaning do whatever you want. God's grace is going to cover it. You're good, right? So as a Christian, you're still going out to the club, sleeping around, sinning, being in same-sex relationships because it's all good, right? Jesus died on the cross for my sins. So I said the prayer of salvation. I meant it. I do love God. I got that one-way ticket to heaven. Everything's fine. I'm good. And that's not how it works. But then you have other churches that are like, hey, you screwed up, man. You have to not just repent and turn, but you have to feel guilty and you have to feel bad. And, you know, you have to basically do good for so long before God can kind of forgive you. It's almost like dealing with our parents, right? When we mess up or screw up and a lot of times we just feel bad for a couple of weeks, right? Whenever our parent looks at us, we just think that they're thinking about that thing that we did, that they were disappointed in, and we feel bad, right? Not only do we feel bad, but we feel maybe depressed a little bit about it, or we're condemning ourselves over it, or our parents are condemning us over it, and we're just living in guilt because of what we did wrong. And we put that on God. There's some uh, uh, churches that are heavy on that. It's just like, man, you've just sinned way too much. God can't forgive you. God can't change that. And that's a bunch of junk as well. That's tradition. It's following the ways of man instead of following the word of God. Okay. And so Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he's like, wait a second. Why? Like, why are you tripping over this small thing, which is tradition, and you are ignoring so many other things? Now, let's look at what they're ignoring, and I'm going to use a different translation. So let's go to verse 10. It says, for instance, Jesus said, for instance, Moses gave you this law from God, honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say... It's all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. And so in this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. I love this, dude. I love this. So the Bible says, well, honor your father and your mother, right? So you, you love them, you honor them, you help them out just the way they loved you and helped you out while you were a kid, right? So when, when they're older and you're grown, help them out. Don't just throw them to the wayside. But Jesus is like, but you Pharisees, you people who have just, you know, turned to tradition instead of the commandments, y'all just say, well, you know what? I've been giving 10% of my tithes to God. So what I would have given to you, I gave it to God. So I ain't got that no more. I'm sorry. I can't really help you out. And so now because of, you know, that becoming tradition, people who follow that type of 
thinking as a Christian do the same thing. Now we're following tradition. And God is like, wait a second. It's not about following tradition. It's about having a relationship with God. So how many of us do that? How many of us are following tradition instead of the Bible? Instead of the Bible. We hardly look at this. We hardly look at the Bible. We just do whatever the church kind of does. And we don't even know if some of it is tradition or is it what Jesus said? I don't know. I just kind of grew up on it. So I'm assuming it's somewhere in the word. When some of the stuff that we've learned, some of the stuff that is ingrained in our mind is not even something Jesus commands or is asking us to do, right? It's just tradition. Maybe how we even organize services, whether you're Baptist or Pentecostal or Catholic. Is this Bible or is it tradition? This is just how we, whoever we is, that's how we do it. Southern Baptist, right? Uh, 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 Hispanic um, Catholic, right? Um, um, any other type of uh, uh, a sect of Christianity. And I'm not saying that these things are inherently bad. Not at all. I grew up Southern Baptist. I love a lot of the stuff that they do, but I recognize that it's tradition and I honor relationship over tradition. So I do not put tradition above God above what he's telling me to do. And I think a lot of us have it twisted and we really need to work on that because what has happened over the decades, over the centuries, right? What has happened over the time since, you know, Jesus, since the disciples, since the Holy Spirit gave us this Bible, what happened is stuff has been so twisted that us as Christians don't even uh, uh, fall within the same understanding when it comes to the Bible or sin or what we should do or how we should live our life or what does grace mean? What does salvation mean? Right? We don't even agree because a lot of it has become tradition and tradition comes from, uh, sometimes it could be how we feel. Sometimes I want to just take the Bible and say, man, because I struggle with this one thing, I just want to lean heavy on grace because it'll make me feel better. So because I struggle with this sin, I just want to say, I just want to believe that God's grace still has me because I'm trying and I keep falling kind of because I like it and I really don't want to give it up, but God loves me, right? And it's been years. So I'm just going to rely heavily on grace. And then when people ask me about God and what God is like in my relationship, I start talking a lot about grace. And then they begin to have the understanding that grace covers everything and they could still do anything that they want. So I took my issue. I took the thing that I have not allowed God to fully fix in my life because of my stubbornness, because of my inability, inability to obey God in the little things to get that transformation to get that victory, I have allowed my belief systems to be twisted and now I preach that. And that is not what God wants us to do. It is not what God, what, what, what God wants us to do. I understand, man, like in the beginning of my walk with God and even, you know, years into it, there's things that I didn't quite know and you gain understanding and people correct you and 
thank God for that. That's awesome. You know, um, I'm grateful for that. And so in my walk with God, I always want to be corrected. Whether it frustrates me, hurts my feelings or whatever, I always want to be corrected. I always want to be told, hey, I hear you. I understand what you're trying to say, but let me tell you how that can be misconstrued. Let me tell you how that's incorrect. Because the enemy is always waiting to just get a crack in the door. The door of your theology. The door of your understanding. The enemy is waiting for you to start relying a little bit on tradition so he can continue to twist the word of God so that he can get you to believe the truth, but a little bit of lie thrown in there. So it becomes a half truth. And if he can get you to walk in that half truth to where you're off of biblical understanding just a little bit in the long run, you'll be off a lot of it. Just like ships out to sea, right? You're using a radar. If, if, um, think that's it, right? If you are off by just a millimeter in a hundred miles, you will be off a whole lot. That's what the enemy does. He is a trickster. So think about that in your life. What areas are you twisting? What areas are you following tradition? What is God telling you to do and you refuse to do it? Because God's like, wait a second. I'm not here to tell you a lie to make you feel better. I'm here to tell you the truth so that you can live a life of freedom in Jesus Christ. You want freedom from your junk? You want the victory of Jesus Christ in your life? You want to stop feeling defeated? Then develop and cultivate that relationship with him that is based on a solid foundation, which is the truth. And then God will begin to turn your situation upside down. And I'm not saying that, boom, the next day, oh, your marriage is going to be better. You will never have same sex thoughts, all that stuff. I'm not saying that, but it will begin the proper trajectory of, of, of learning what it means to walk with God, be a disciple, to understand the Bible, to grow in him. And the fruit of that is change in your life. Over time, these things will change. Sin will drop off, but it's all about a relationship and not twisting the word of God in your life. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Um, please, if you would like to donate to this ministry, your money goes to um, my ability to be able to minister to people one-on-one all over the world. I have upcoming uh, one-on-ones with people uh, from London, uh, all, all over, dude, and I absolutely love it. So your donations go to www.loveatthecross.com. Um, and if you want to give a reoccurring uh, donation, I would love that. Um, I do not pocket this money for myself. I don't take any money from the ministry. All the ministry money goes into more ministry. So it goes to that one-on-one. It also goes to uh, future um, um conferences. We're going to have one this year. Uh, it'll be virtual online. I'm super excited about that. 
and it goes to my ability to be able to give books for free to people who cannot afford them. I love you guys. Please rate, review, subscribe, share it with someone else. Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. This is an ex-lesbian podcast, and I'm your host, Jessica Newsom. See you next time.